comes great responsibility. Welcome to the first ever live episode of Swinging Free Spider-Man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Far too kind. This is actually the first mm. time me and Brad have been face to face when we've been recording, and now we've faced to a lot of faces, so it's a bit. Is this a, it's a real yeah, thing for the senses. It's, it's quite odd. Yeah, I'm Very James. Odd. That's Brad. We're yep. swinging through Spider-Man. Uh, we read Spider-Man comics to each other. We don't know what's going on. Um, it comes out of a concept where I wanted to read every single one of the Amazing Spider-Man. The f- you know, from one to what, 700, 800? Yeah. It's a lot. And uh, I think it was John who said, that should be a podcast. So it is. Now we're here. Uh, we're doing a live show. So yeah, this is yeah. a real actual thing. And we can't mention, you know, we can't thank the Birmingham Podcast Festival for, you know, enough for having us on. It's, it's incredible. It really is incredible. So, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Um, honestly, it's, it's a great opportunity to come meet some of the people that, um, you know, we're on the same label as. Um, you know, we use um, the Podium. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be doing it without Podium, really. It's easy. We did it with SoundCloud and it was a uh, crap, so. Yeah, it was totally <laughs> Yeah, <easy. laughs> yeah uh, Podium is it's incredible. And that's not just, oh, say, Mark hasn't told us to speak about this, but it, is, it has made it a lot of fun. No, seriously, and it's a geeky thing to say, but it makes it a lot of fun when you yeah. see colours and stuff on it. And it's not just SoundCloud and some random guy it's, it's, giving it's you a the mixtape. Yeah. side of it that it's, really uh, it's, it's mad. Um, so, yeah, yeah, massive thanks to Mark over there, John down there, and Podium. Everyone here, thank you very much for coming yep. along. Before we get started, there is a bit of sad news. Um, one of the blokes who made Spider-Man, Steve Ditko, um, the co-creator, he actually, you know, everyone found out that he passed away today. News broke that he'd uh, passed away today, so that's rather yeah, sad. Um, really so sad. we wouldn't be doing we, the show no, without no, him. So, no. I mean, we do take the mick out of some of his art sometimes. No, he that's can't, he tribute, can't, he can't draw tribute. feet. He, he really can't. But yeah, we, we wouldn't be here without him. So yeah, a big, uh, a big round of applause, if you will, for the recently yeah. departed Steve Ditko. <laughs> That is the last time we'll bait you for applause. So, yeah, it's all organic from here <laughs> last on. Last time you bait them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it's a day of highs and lows, isn't it? Yes. It's actually coming home. So, it yeah, is that's the reason home, why a lot of things have been delayed. Um, you've got a little joke that you planned here? Oh, uh, yeah, um, get ready for the third best 45 minutes of the day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a low groaner. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, things aren't going better for much... As far as that for Peter Parker, mate. Peter Parker, of course, Spider-Man. Little, well, he's not skinny. I was about to say skinny. He's rather pensioned. Yeah, he's, 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 he's uh, ripped. Um, his life isn't going well. Um, his ex-girlfriend, supposed current, he thinks he's his current girlfriend. Uh, no, so he just follows this woman. She fainted in the last issue because she had a clash with a supervillain. She was just in the same room. Yeah, she, she it, couldn't it, hack it. Basically, <laughs> is that very very stereotypical sixties thing where it's like, oh god, no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if she went. One on one with a score, she'd have knocked him square out. Yeah, straight. You know, this is the guy who uses his tail for most things. <laughs> Easier said than done. Uh, she's she fainted. Um, she's got a new hero, Ned Leeds, who's just a bloke who's come out of nowhere, stole Peter's girl. Well, I say it's not his. You know, oh, it's not his property. Yeah. No. but he's come in. He's come out of nowhere. He went away for six months, and he's come back on the scene, and she's well, moved on. Fair play to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This has got him down, and. Uh, you know, it gets worse. It gets worse because his aunt is in really poor health as well. She fell over, a glass hit her on the head. He's learning all this at the same time. It's all just coming in thick and fast. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not good. But, you know, his stress release is breaking into his alter ego of the amazing Spider-Man. And he just swings around a lot, you know, a few times and uh, gets it out of his system. And that, that is it. That is actually, you know, he just likes to swing around at night. Crime fighting is secondary, really. That's just, that's just a, like a, a side effect of, of putting on the mask, really. Yes, yeah, so we, should we flick through an image now? 
Oh, that's the end. That is, that is the, the end. end. That is a, that is a, a virtual case. <laughs> case. That is the end. That is panel. Yeah. Yes. Um, spoiler alert. Don't look spoiler at alert, it. It doesn't work out. That's, that's what I just <laughs> But it's not the end, it's the actual journey that we're here to describe today. Uh, so. to, be, to be fair, a, a lot of our followers will already know the ending. Yeah, and that's, all, these, all these followers say to us, yeah, we go, that's the intro. There we go, that is the uh, cover, that is the cover for this issue. We bring you the story of The Claws of the Cats by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Which, which issue is this? This is issue 30. Um, oh, the big 3 Yeah, the big 3 and uh, yeah, let's get into it, because uh, Spider-Man... Peter Parker, he's had a bad day. He's swinging around. He has yeah, a lot on his just, mind. This is his release, isn't it? It's, like it's his it, release. It's like, it's like you know, when you, you, your dad's like, I'm going out to the shed. Like, <laughs> and he's there for days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Spider-Man's shed. Like, the whole of New York is the shed. Well, actually, that's quite ironic, a spider in a shed. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a rush to him. He loves swinging around. But he's swinging around so much that like, he misses something going on. And if we could get the next issue image up, I can show you. What he, exactly he misses. Fingers crossed it's not the Come end again. Come on. Yes. There it is. He misses an actual criminal mid hoist because he's too mid-hoist. busy swinging around. And I'm, from what I'm seeing, this is, <laughs> this is the exact, this is the exact situation that a, a man who can, you know, scale some height should see. This is why he's there. <laughs> I mean, he's not exactly conspicuous. He's, he's wearing like a bright green garb <laughs> on the side of a grey building. He's like. It is hard to miss, really. No, no, there's a man on the edge of a building and he's using a staff to climb up it with a rope on the end. You know, it's a hook sling attachment. And uh, yeah, he's quite clearly there. Spider-Man doesn't see him. That doesn't bode well for well anything that goes on. Um, he's he, actually mid-hoist, so you know, he's missed a he crime in progress. Here. He actually couldn't look any more like a criminal unless he was actually wearing you know, like the good old-fashioned white and black stripes. Yeah, and we can uh, show you exactly how much he looks like a criminal when we skip to the next image. A real big close-up of his uh, gnarly face, and uh, you'll see the criminality if it comes up. There we go. Pure criminals. I mean, Steve, Anything but smooth. Steve Ditko, God bless your soul, but Jesus Christ! It's a, it's a frog. <laughs> it's a frog face, and that is a that's a trademark. That is a trademark. Know, <laughs> no, the, the great mind behind Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Electro, oh, Doctor Octopus. Um, he draws the faces exactly the same. Every and, uh, you one know, of them. God bless him. God, God bless him. him. <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's a thought bubble you got to go in on here. He's just like, but I'm just small potatoes to him. I'm only interested in superpowered menaces. He's just. Come on, man. Ironically, it's the, the low-level folks the who low are close level. to killing yeah. him all the time. The supervillains just try and get him in traps and, you know, these schemes. Um, the low-level guys just pull guns on him. Who would have thought that would work? Yeah. The cat picks a window lock, leaps into the skyscraper, and he uses a small explosive to blow a safe before escaping into the New York night. If we could get the next image, there's a, bit of, there's a load of images at the start. They, they yeah. are spread out. It's just you need to set the scene. So he blows the safe. Um, no one hears this until the owner of the safe comes home and exclaims that he's being robbed. Oh, no, I've been robbed. <laughs> he, looks, he looks exactly like he's dropped his cigar and his little green hat. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is the Riddler's gaff. <laughs> <laughs> the tenant of the building returns home and he almost faints at the sight of this uh, newly excavated hole in the wall, you know, that, that explosive, I've, I've, I've dramatised that so much, that explosive hasn't got any damage, it's just swung the door back, so it's all going all right. Um, stocks, bonds, papers, cash, documents, all gone, 
everything in that safe has been cleared out. If we could skip to the next image by any chance. Don't worry about the next image because I'll tell you exactly who it was. <laughs> uh, there's a shocked face. That face, it belongs to Peter Parker's boss, J. Jonah Jameson. For anyone who knows Spider-Man, who's seen, there he goes. Thank you. That was bang on time. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that. That, that was perfect timing. Um, someone is going to pay for this, and he has lost the plot. He calls the police over instantly, and because he's you know a white man with power and money, they come instantly. You know, they're there in seconds. <laughs> they're there seconds flat. Um, they they recognise it straight away. There's no messing around, no forensic. It's the MO of the cat burglar, the bloke who's been scaling buildings and no one has seen. But everyone knows his calling card. He steals stuff. So everyone knows who he is. Jameson flies into his rage, which is driven by that high blood pressure. You know, he's a, he's a man in the 60s. It's nothing but steak, beer, fries, eggs. You know, it's not low-carb. Not necessarily in that it's order, everything. Order. So you're not getting the benefits of, like, no carbohydrates. You're eating everything that is being shoveled at you in mid-60s America. So uh, there we go. He isn't happy. Someone must pay, as he says. He'll pay. Because he's putting in a $1,000 bounty on the head of the cat burglar. Without hesitation, he puts the money up. I, d- I don't know where it's coming from. It's been cleaned <laughs> out. This is, this, is, this is typical. If there's an MO of a cat burglar, it's stealing. If there's an MO of uh, Jameson, it's been a skin flint. What, what if and putting money like, up. It's li- you know, is it liquid? Is, is there anything there? No, there's no, nothing it's, there. It's, it's, one of them, um, it's one of them vaults from Fallout. You know, the ones that just have like five rounds of bullets and possibly a bobby pin. That's it. That's all there is in there. Yeah, Everything else is valuable. It's been scavenged. This hasn't been scavenged. This is his private safe. And, uh, you know, the nuclear bombs haven't yet gone off in <laughs> yes. this version of America. Anyway, across the town, in typical New York fashion, is where we head to, in typical New York fashion, pounds of uranium are being transported through the streets. This is a very Spider-Man thing where everything of value is transported through the streets with no protection. Yeah, just <laughs> none whatsoever. Across the town, yeah, it's been stolen, uranium, danger, it says. This has been transported. It is being followed, and it is being followed by the cat burglar. The plan hatched by the cat goes into action. His gang of masked men hijack the truck, but not before Spider-Man makes an entry. He disrupts the robbery vs, but he's thrown from the vehicle. He gives chase, but he loses it. It's Spider-Man. He's not there to deliver no. at all. No. And this is where we come to this image, because his journey isn't fruitless. A buzzing radio from a window leaks the news that there's a there's a bounty. J. Jonah Jameson has been robbed, and he's offering up a massive reward. Um, for you guys that haven't listened to our podcast before, what I will say is that everyone thinks about Peter Parker and Spider-Man as being like this super heroic person. But now that we've revisited his original origin story, he's actually just a money-grabbing swine. <laughs> All he gives up... The dude loves money. He just but can't get is- enough. He needs the money. You know, everyone needs money, but he needs it to survive. He needs it to pay his aunt's medical bills, to pay the mortgage off. And when he gets money, oh, that's, what does that's, he spend that, on? That's how it's, how it's been wrote now. But at the very beginning, he's just like, yeah, I just want to spend it on a costume. Yeah, a costume. <laughs> um, new clothes was the last one, you know, that he wanted to, you know, impress his girlfriend with, I would say girlfriend, well Betty with. And uh, she weren't up to it. She didn't like him at all. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the clothes went to waste completely. That's yeah, money gone. You know, money, when Spider-Man, it just goes through his fingers. There's no power there. The, anything else is stopped and it attaches to the hands. The money goes straight through. <laughs> through water. So, yeah, that's music to his ears, to say the least. Um, unfortunately, who's offering up the bounty is probably the bloke who hates Spider-Man the most. This is uh, J. Jonah Jameson, despises Spider-Man. There's no particular reason. He just says he's a bad influence, but 
Well, he addressed it in one issue where uh, JJ actually was looking into the depths of his own soul in, in, in the shadow of his own apartment. And he actually said, the only reason I don't like Spider-Man is because he's such a good guy. And we've, we've said it before. It's just like, mate, you can be a good guy too. No one's stopping you. Like, literally, just, just go ahead with it. It's fine. It's, you don't have to be the dickhead that you are. I think we come back to the themes of power and privilege in this because anyone in a situation to stop all these crimes just, just holds their hands up and goes, well, we'll let the heroes deal with it. We'll <laughs> let anyone but us deal with it. No one spends any money it's, on it's, creating anything. It's even worse crime. because he's not just letting the heroes do it. If, if anything, he's hindering it. Yeah. He's hindering people because every other day he's writing something in his newspaper basically telling Spider-Man that he's a menace to society and that he needs to give up, to which Spider-Man many a times has... Hang, hung him off of the side of a cliff or something. Yeah, Jameson's main goal is to get Spider-Man arrested. I'm not sure how that's going to happen because I don't think... Spider-Man committed a crime way back in the day. He did oh, jump yeah, onto did. A, a nuclear facility and did steal the plane. Um, but that's the only real crime I'd say. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's little, you know. You, you can't make an omelette. It's all right, you know. <laughs> you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. You know, in this day and age, I think it'd be straight to... Oh, yeah, straight. No, it'd be dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> dead. <laughs> That'd have shot him straight up. But uh, he drops by the office of uh, Jameson and jokes about the reward. I'm going to take it straight out of your hands. I'm going to get it. It sends Jameson into a tizzy. How can his money ever end up in the hands of a crook like Spidey? Forget the tizzy. This sends Jameson into a mental breakdown. Um, he envisions everything that's going to happen. Spider-Man being paraded. <laughs> and in this one, he imagines Spider-Man as an actual... You know, like, like, like his mask is, is his face. I mean, Spider-Man is a person, but that is, that's his, like, his skin, you know, and his eyes. <laughs> and, yeah, and Jameson, oh, I'm, I'm giving... I've been stole, you know, the thousand pounds. And, 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 and yet, yet again, I love the fact that the check is made out to Spider-Man. Like... <laughs> Again, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, this isn't the first time. <laughs> Can you cash a check under the name of Spider-Man? No, you can't. We know that you can't. <laughs> Why would you? It makes no sense. Is, yeah, so the, the um, plot has already been scuppered by this continuity error because... He, we know he can't cash it, so why is he asked for it in his name? Get it in anyone else's name except your own. Get it some, you know, some offshore accounts. We know this is going to happen. You know, you can get this sorted out. But no, and of course, as you can see here, this is a man who knows what cigars taste like, and not just because they're in his mouth, but because every single instance where he's stressed, he's chomping on it, chewing, <laughs> swilling it around. You know, I don't know if it's a, a you know, condiment for him. At least he's <laughs> sprinkling. You know, a, a bit of a, an item to put on. Not to fear, though, because uh, when Spidey leaves, Jameson uh, rings up his top boy. Do you know who his top boy is? Who's his top boy? It's Fred Foswell, that bloke. Oh, you know. Jesus Christ. Okay, what we have to tell you about Fred Foswell is he's a guy who is the head writer of the Daily Bugle at this point, but there's been a journey. He was the head writer. Then yeah. he was moonlighting as the uh, criminal mastermind, the big man. He was arrested instantly, you know, within an issue. Yeah, within of, an uh, issue. Whatever jail. Then he would come back, and uh, Jameson, being the charitable bloke, uh, gave him his job back. So, yeah. The, the, the killer of it is, is that when the big man was about to get arrested, he tried to throw off the scent by making it as though the big man was JJ. So I don't understand why you'd give a job to a man who's tried to put you in jail. He'd frame you. Yeah. You wouldn't. I mean, I mean, I mean, times are hard to get a job, but I think I'd draw the line at that. How Foswell gets his scoops, though, is because he's moonlighting again, but not 
technically as a criminal mastermind. It's just some bloke called Patch. He puts a mask on and goes to a bar and waits to hear something. That's it. That's how he gets his story, and that's how he stays in Jameson's good graces, by just getting these scoops by hanging around. Foswell is sent into the criminal underworld by Jameson. Uh, what we understand from the criminal underworld is that it's just people playing pool or snooker in a bar. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, sh- it's shorthand for all these guys are dodger. Oh, we don't want to mess with them. Foswell's goal is to find the cat before Spider-Man does because he does not want that $1,000 going into the hand of Spider-Man. Not that he can cash it. No. It, it, <laughs> would, it would literally not, not everything. But... Uh, Meanwhile, Spider-Man drops his search for the cat. So it's uh, falling into the perfect hands of Jameson anyway. Spider-Man drops his search for the cat because at home, his Aunt May, who's not very well, is cooking apple pie. (laughs) Someone to run home about. (laughs) He gets uh, the grub down him. He goes to sleep. He wakes up refreshed and uh, runs out the door in his uh, civilian clothes as himself, Peter Parker. And he's (laughs) carry on searching the night. It's a thousand pound. You put, you know, you put a stake on this now. That's a lot of dollar back in investment as well. Yeah, especially he's got to pay for his new costume and his old costume. He's got to pay for something. There's something that he's going to deduct that money from his account. There's something that's coming out. It's not going in. in No, never. Yeah, he gets up the next uh, morning in his civvies. He runs out and he runs into. Now I'm going to introduce you to another character, Liz Allen. Liz is his former beau. She's got a job for him. Um, she doesn't want to hear anything. She won't give him the time because she's got a new job. But she does have a job for him as well as having a job for herself. Town? She, yeah, she was meant to move out of town. She's clearly sticking around for something. Uh, uh. Um, but she's got no. She's got a job. She's got a job. Um, she won't tell Peter the details of the job, but she does ask for him to do a job for her. See, her ex Flash Thompson is uh, stalking her around the town. He's actually following her around the town. And if we get the next. Next image up, we can show you um, an altercation between Peter and Flash that comes of this. Because uh, I don't know what Flash's deal is with uh, stalking her. When Liz Allen's there, Flash isn't far behind in this. <laughs> this is a crime, isn't it? Oh, you know? yeah, definitely. You no, but it, it was the 60s, so it was like, boys will be boys. Yeah, in the 60s. You, you <laughs> it's can, like, I was just like, you, you can know, just follow people. kidnapping her and Genuinely, taking her into the basement. With their, sort of, full, boys full will knowledge. be boys. Yeah, with their full knowledge, you can follow them anywhere. Um, she wants Pete to make a distraction for her so she can get away and doesn't have to tell Flash where she works. You know, it's a 60s. She's not going to get him away without someone intervening. She wants R. Pete to make a distraction, but Flash spots this and he gets jealous and jumps to conclusions where he instantly runs and confronts Pete because, of course, they have a rivalry over Liz who doesn't like either of them. Well, she did like Pete. But yeah, he was. He didn't know. He didn't pay any attention. No, he's, he's too busy chasing Betty's tail. Exactly, he was chasing you know other women. There was three involved: Liz, someone else, Betty, and uh, he he lost out on everything because he was uh, too single-minded about hiding his true identity as Spider-Man, and he was too worried about that and being found out that he lost well his all his personal relationships with uh, mm-hmm. the women in his life. So yeah, he's quite alone right now. Uh, Flash and Pete get into this argument, but Pete spots someone behind him on the rooftop. It's the cat burglar, right? Surely. You know, there's a man with a pistol on the roof. Just creeping about. Just creeping about. Pete lays out Flash straight away. One punch, knocks him out, puts him down, and he jumps onto the roof to give chase to the cat burglar. Of course, a slight bit of exposition here. This, this is instant in the comic book. I'm not going to show you because it is like that. He's in his costume in the next panel. <laughs> what? So the next panel after this, he's jumped onto the roof. 
And uh, they explain <laughs> that that he's uh, got his costume changing skills down to a, a cool science. It's all you know. It's down to a T. He's nailed it. No, that that already went out to print. You know that's what happened. It was yeah, already like, inked, and he was just like, we can't oh, no, wait. correct this. Oh, you're gonna have to fill that in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is the method. They did draw the stuff first and put the writing in after. Yeah. So this is really Steve Ditko's story with Stanley filling it in. So yeah, that is a bit of a you know a thing that we kind of have to glance over. But yeah, the, the suit could be under. Why not just say that? It's true. You know, but to, to be fair, if, if it's anything for for. Stanley's original writing style, he, he has to explain everything to a finite detail. He's just like, with an amazing power, he actually put the toothpaste on his toothbrush and then wetted it and then put it into his mouth and now he's brushing his teeth. Oh, what about like, the fight that took place in one of the one of the episodes and there was a full-blown fight and then there's this little disclaimer at the bottom that says, this took, this took place in 0.4 seconds <laughs> due to Spider-Man's like, amazing like, speed. Amazing and it was speed. like loads of action of him escaping <laughs> something. It's like, oh, this, yeah, by the way, this took nothing. There's <laughs> no time at all this happened. And yeah, um, he spots a cat burglar sticking someone up now on the street. He's you know, pursued him in full costumes, jumped into the street, he's chasing him, takes him down. But wait, it isn't the cat burglar. Oh, no. It's, it's just some bloke sticking someone up with a gun. Oh, how could, you know. So imagine that. Imagine that. Spider-Man's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just some random burglar. He jumps up, knocks the guy out. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and the guy's like, thank you. I fired that guy earlier. And he was coming to, you know, kill me or rob me. So thank you. And he's just like, take to someone else. And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the Spidey takes off in utter frustration. Uh, but the day, the day, the day, the day, it gets worse. If you can imagine it, it gets worse. As Peter, he's changed out his costume somehow. He calls up Betty Brandt, you know, his ex-girlfriend, to try and hook up. She demands to see him, which, you know, he's ooh, like, whoa, ooh. hang on a minute. Peter's um, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm coming round. <laughs> she has to speak to him urgently, and he is there in seconds. Uh, she's reluctant to tell him what's on her mind, and that's when it starts, you know, his heart drops what's going on. She bursts out with the truth. Uh, Betty Brandt, if it wasn't clear, she's no longer Pete's girl. Just in case you didn't know. Ned Leeds, that bloke who came out of nowhere, has uh, proposed to her. Oh, what a wondrous occasion. The guy, the, it's been a day. <laughs> <laughs> he went away, he met her, took her to the cinema, went away on a uh, adventure for six months, come back, looked after her, you know she what, had James, a concussion or something. And James, you know what I'm her? hearing? They made long distance work. You know, you know. <laughs> well, well, it what, can happen. What we know about like concussion and brain damage, you know, you would reverse that decision or you'd get video ref in on that <laughs> to look over that decision gets you know get an independent adjudicator to <laughs> reinforce that this is happening that there's true full-minded consent given to this marriage because she took a blow to the head she did to be fair but then she's not all there to begin with anyway this girl has made peter jump through loops in the past <laughs> yes and uh, he, he's been more than a he's been more than a boy didn't you over the i mean it just it just it's it just been played out where it's just like come over i'm coming peter jump I can literally jump over a building. How hard? <laughs> Pete, being Pete, hears this news and realises, oh, I've got to propose to her now. So he... No. Yeah. But first, he's got to tell her the truth about him being Spider-Man. He actually goes into this preamble and he's like, well, you know, Spider-Man, I'm spider And just as he says, just as he says, I'm Spider-Man... She's like, well, I can't hear that name because hang on a minute, Spider Man is responsible for my brother's death. If you don't yeah, remember, okay, yeah, yeah, so that Spider-Man, happened. Spider Man got yeah. a brother killed. 
Yeah. We'll go into that. <laughs> we'll go into that another time. The Spider-Man got a brother killed. She hates her name, Spider-Man. Then he realises it's over. He storms out. Betty collapses into heaving sobs, heaving sobs and cries, confessing to nobody at all except the door handle that she actually loves Pete and uh, there's nobody else. But he's hiding something from her. So all, you know, irony is strong here. It's, it's quite setting the bar high. It, it's, it's sort of like a vicious circle. It, <laughs> yeah. It's like he's hiding a secret. If he tells it a secret, then it all goes to plot. Kind of keeps constantly go round in his head like that. Well, if you haven't guessed, um, the bounty on the cat is still out. <laughs> no one's claimed that. <laughs> Pete has been moping and he refuses to answer the phone to Betty. He wants to fix, actually try and fix things with him. Um, there's been loads of burglaries around the city. It's all kicking off. There's various gangs kind of getting in on this under you know, the guise of the cat burglar. It's all copycat stuff. Yeah. Excuse mentioning cats so many times. It's getting hairball. Oh, I, didn't, I, didn't ev- I didn't even realise the pun there. To be <laughs> and there but it wasn't on there. It was just where I was going. Um, Pete decides to get out of the house, continue his search, get that, you know, get that cash. And he's actually in love for once because the cat has been mistaken for a window washer. He's been sighted. You know, he's climbing Wait, up the yeah, side yeah, of yeah, a the building. The, the gate, the gate, what window washer do you know? That's like, yes, I'm going to scale the building with an actual rope. Like, no, <laughs> okay. no harness, none of that stuff. Just like good old fashioned, you know, rope work. So we'll get to this in a second. But yeah, he's just been, uh, he was climbing up a building at the, you know, about 7pm, the sun's set. A bloke turns his head out the window and goes, hey, that's, that's not the usual window washer. It's the cat burglar. And then the city just goes into lockdown. This is the, the the single instance where it's went into a major situation. You know, Doc Ock rampaging through the city, hurling things at people, hasn't caused Nothing, the city to be nah. completely cleaned out. In always. fact, uh, um, the last issue, um, Scorpion was destroying parts of the building and letting that fall down into the crowd. And the police were just like, whoa, my God. <laughs> this is, oh, look at Spider-Man, the way he does those jumps. That's incredible. That's, yeah. that's literally what happened. It's just that I don't give a damn. But on this, it's just like one singular person with no superpowers is dangling from a rope. Lockdown. Yeah, the police have called enough almost the entire area for a street-level criminal that this guy believes himself to be. He thinks he's no one special, but hang on. No, 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 you got, got quite right. He thinks he's small potatoes. <laughs> yeah, this is small potatoes. So, yeah, um, Spider-Man's in luck. There's spotlights everywhere. I don't know where they've all come from. I see them in you know, Batman, the uh, Justice League films and stuff where they've got a spotlight. I've never seen that before. But this city just erupts in them. They're everywhere looking for this guy. I've never seen that. I've been to New York and I've never seen a single spotlight. It's got them all anything. left over from the Roaring Twenties, hasn't it? That's what it is. Just <laughs> wheel them out every now and again. So this great Gatsby party is just constantly yeah. until everyone runs out of money. <laughs> and then you have the financial crash and everything. They've got these left over. So you know, that's a good thing. You know, No one could eat anything but beans and dust. But they've got you know spotlights going on. So that's all, that's all right. The police have totally cordoned off the streets, which gives Spider-Man an arena to corner the cat burglar in his natural territory on the side of a roof. So he jumps up, the cat burglar gets a drop on him completely with his tools. Namely, it's a big porch. That he, just <laughs> he doesn't hit him, he doesn't go to attack him, but he shines it in his face and uses his sling hook thing to kind of attack him. Spider-Man's not falling for this. You know, he, it's just a distraction, he just needs to get out of the way. Jump off the building, come back when the cat burglar's human body eventually tires out from all this, you know, pad tree of chucking stuff around. Um, he also sends a water tower onto our, our, our guy, our hero. I don't know how he does this because I've completely forgotten. But all I saw in the panel is there's a water tower here. He's took the screws off and it 
goes down onto him from that position. So he's on the side of the building, falling off. There's a water tower there. He knocks the water tower off onto him. Thankfully, you know, somehow the streets have been cleared, so no one is harmed in the making of this at all. And uh, Spider-Man is free to uh, once again pursue. But there is a standoff. You know, he's out of uh, his weapons now. He's used his, you know, the special attacks. Yeah, it's all yeah. gone. The bar's depleted. There's no, there's no energy. No more mana. No energy here. So he reaches for the gun. And, uh, oh, imagine, gun imagine that. I, I would have thought that would be your go-to. <laughs> Should I shoot him? Now, flash him with a torch. I think, yeah, and uh, he's been free-running across the place as well. It's just like, this guy's got a gun. No one has made any attempt at all to take him down. You know, got a bloke with a gun waving it around New York City. Dead. Dead no, up. there's no, no chance. That this area's cordoned off. It's like paintball for the police. Now they can just move in and spray. You know, there's no collateral here. I mean, at, at the end of the day, Spider-Man is still a wanted criminal at this point as well. So, like, if they did shoot Spider-Man in the whole crossfire thing, they would also still be winning. That's the wrong term to use, but yeah, just just blast the whole of the of the of the side of the roof off. No one would care. Well, these shots, um, Spider-Man can dodge, he can jump. I don't know if he can slap them out of the way per se, or headbutt them with his strength and knock them out of the air. But he can, then they're going to kill him, obviously. If one hits him, he's dead. But he can jump around and kind of get out of the way of them, which is, you know, his powers are, you know, enhanced reflexes. Oh, yeah, the, the powers all, of dodging bullets, which spiders are known for. All the great things that come through uh, radioactive poisoning. You know, you would, <laughs> as a, an experienced player of the Fallout games, I don't think that happens. I think you just get sick and vomit to death <laughs> slowly. But, you know, I think I've got to research that more. I better get on uh, Fallout 4 when we go back. But, uh, yeah, these shots, they're more suppressive fire. It's just to create room so we can escape. Because, you know, he's a small potato, as you said, small potatoes. Right? I mean, to be fair, I don't know why Spider-Man's having so much trouble just catching him. Like, you can run faster than him and jump higher than him. Exactly. Dodge anything he throws at you and really do damage to him. And he's not doing anything to him. He's uh, kind of just playing the game. And but putting the, city, the city would be in harm with this. This is, you know, there's a man with a gun, flailing a gun. And he's firing off shots like... I know tomorrow, <laughs> shooting them off. Um, Spider-Man dodges these bullets, and of course he has to flee. The cat drops a smoke bomb to cause an escape, just as a team of police finally get their hands into gear and get onto that rooftop to sort it out. Situation with you know a, uh, a fire, you know, got a live firearm going off, and the police get onto the uh, roof. He drops a smoke bomb. Spidey's chance to get the bounty is over, because the police, of course, they wouldn't arrest him. They're just out for him. I think they'd happily shoot him. And it's over. Mm. So we can see the resolution of this uh, caper in the criminal aspect of the next image because it shows the, the, the cat's capture. Now, yeah, this it's not first-person shooter, but it's a rope. This is where it gets a bit odd. So the cat drops a smoke bomb as this team comes up. He doesn't flee. He simply hides in a shaft. <laughs> um, it only takes a matter of time for the police to actually look around, look down, and uh, there's a bloke there. And you know, I think this is you know small potatoes. He's got away with something. I think he's there making puns. You know, looks like the cat left off the cream. The thing is, I'd, I'd, I'd put, I wouldn't put it past him. I really wouldn't. You know, in like a game like Assassin's Creed, when you're following them and you get too close and they just turn around, and look at them, <laughs> yeah, 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 and, like, just stare at you and. Uh, and then when you get a, a bit distance back, they go away. Yeah, it's no, like it's, like, it's like Skyrim when you use a shooting with an arrow. Like, the arrow is in their chest, buried deep. And it's just like, guess it was nothing. 
<laughs> so he gets caught really easily, and you know that's not. It's the boys in blue. This this the winner of today, really. Jameson's a winner here. You know this whole thing has been televised. It's going out across everywhere. Well, New York in the sixties, and Jameson's been there praying that Spider-Man doesn't catch him. And you know it's turned out perfectly. The police these. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call them heroes. I'd call them something they stumbled on it. Yeah, on the to situation. Be fair. <laughs> the situation was almost under control. They should have been there earlier. They've stumbled on it. He's in a shaft and he comes out without an argument. Spider Man's chances over. He watches, waits, and now kisses that good boy. Oh man, I've got I've got to, got to dive into what uh, the cat burglar says there. Is it once he once he's come out of the shaft from the place, the place is like, ah, come on, Johnny, get out of there. He's just like nuts. Between you eager beavers and Spider-Man, a fella can't can't earn a simple dishonest book anymore. It's just like, why does what is with, with this this dialogue? I think like, if someone was, if you were the police officer today, you'd you'd write in the book. I would have pushed him. A crime, get this bloke on death. Mate, road. I would have pushed him back down the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> no paperwork. No paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> you could just pull out the piece, aim it down, or. <laughs> That discharge in an odd just, way. Just, there's two police officers. One looks at the other and just goes, the pact. <laughs> <laughs> this comic has a few gunfights. There's one quite brutal one just a few issues back when there's this bloke called the Crime Master. You know, he's really good at crime, apparently. Yeah. Um, he's going around committing crimes. And uh, <laughs> the police corner him on a ro- rooftop and they just gun him down. <laughs> yeah. They just fire every single clip in the magazine at him. Every single bullet in the clip. That's him and uh, he's riddled. And uh, he can't tell anyone who he is because he dies because there's so many bullets in him. This is a vicious kind of comic. You wouldn't think this is, you know, this is usually for kids, isn't it? You'd think almost. Yeah. And uh, there are guns going off a lot in this in the sixties, and I don't think anyone would be into that in the sixties. It's like it's good, you know, very, honest. It's fun. D- dark themes wrapped in stupid puns and sprinkles, <laughs> and it just never leaves it. There's a horrific underlayer <laughs> to this entire thing. Yeah. Is what we're saying. There's quite a dark, serious, you know, series of events going on. Spidey, he's not too out of luck, though, because what he does is he takes photos. Of course, he's in his day job as Peter Parker. He sells his photos to the Daily Bugle. So he can get a few photos, get a few books, and uh, sell them on. So that's what he does. He takes a few photos, heads to J. Jonah Jameson. He's, he's charitable. He's, in, you know, he's got a grant to spare. Yes. The police haven't <laughs> claimed it. Well, you know, they surely would be heading around and getting that. Don't imagine a donuts, coffee, illegal firearm, you know, the high-caliber <laughs> firearms you could get with that. To, you know, enact your job, but they're not, they're not doing it. Nobody is more relieved than Jameson, who's uh, happy to give uh, Peter a higher rate for the, the photos. But that, uh, that one grand hasn't been pocketed, and uh, he's happy. The Fair day's well. over there with that. The universe for Jameson has corrected itself. Betty still cannot get an edgeways, a word edgeways in with Pete because he doesn't want to hear it. He's, she's been proposed to. Bath, for his, him, the battle's over. I don't know why it's a battle, but it's over. So our story ends today with the secret of Spider-Man actually tearing Betty and Pete apart for the what seems to be the last time. I think that's pretty definitive. Is this big Spider-Man's costume? Does it's a bit it's a bit odd when it's I don't know. I'm, quite, I'm kind of into the ghost Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's a dark Spider-Man. There's no webs though. It's kind of like a sheet. He looks like a lucha libre. Yeah, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> No, so yeah, it's tear them, tear them apart. They're both ruined. Uh, he tells her to basically do want to marry Ned. So that story collapses. They go their separate ways, and it, it ends there, mate. That's the uh, the issue done. It's almost <laughs> a shame, really. Why? Well, you know, Betty and Peter have been, you know, they've been on again, off again. Will they? Won't they? 
And they both want to. It's just Spider-Man is in the way. The thing is, is that the reason how come Spider-Man came to be, is, like I said earlier, is that Peter Parker is money-grabbing swine. Like, he literally donned the costume to go get money. And then after that, it was like, should I still be a hero? No, I can still get money. Like, every single point of this whole, like, episodic journey has just been Peter constantly trying to get after that green. Like, <laughs> so all he needs to do is just basically give up being Spider-Man. At this point, he's not attached to it. He doesn't have to be Spider-Man. There's lots of other heroes in New York City that can take up the slack. You know, there's a Fantastic Four in New York City. There's the police. There's the police. <laughs> do, do something. Literally, prove their worth in this one episode. Yeah, no, but they stumbled. They completely... It was wrapped up. Well, the guy was just in the chimney, an echo chamber, saying things about the crimes he's just committed. So, yeah, he's been captured. And, yeah, this, the, the lessons we really learn is that, A, you can't trust people to do things for you. No. You can't trust the police. B, you need to be honest with your words. And C, don't keep secrets because they really do tear lives apart. And I think... For the first ever live episode of Swinging Through Spider-Man, that's uh, that's it. That's over. That is it. Yeah. I think uh, I hope you have all enjoyed that. Yeah, it's been a, a new experience for us. Yeah, uh, it has. Um, you know, we we kind of thrive on the fact that we rust up. Like, there's a lot of Spider-Man podcasts out there that are so polished. So, like, <laughs> we we like the the homebrew version of a Spider-Man po- podcast. I think people are just like, we've been told that people like this because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so when we got invited along, it was just like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you want us to go first on the first day of your, you know, your baby? Yeah. You want us to do this? But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed that. And I yeah. hope you enjoyed the rest of the days of the fest- festival to come. We've been swinging through Spider-Man. It's been the first event of the Birmingham Podcast Festival. Yeah. And I- I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed reading if, that to you. And I hope you, you enjoyed it as much as we did. Yes. If you have enjoyed this podcast, of course, you can find us on all the bullshits. We're on Twitter at, at Spidey Podcast. podcast. Um, we are on SoundCloud. Everything. Everything. Except yeah. Spotify, I think we know. We no, know no. The, we, the thing with Spotify, they don't want us. They don't want us. Our ilk there. No, they, they, they sent them through the file and they just instantly dragged it into the bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that, a form. You know when you submit in a Google Docs form, it's not It's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not going. A job application. Oof, good luck. But yeah, thank you guys. Thank yeah, you so thank much, you very for, much uh, for bearing with us. I hope you enjoyed that. The real MVPs. <laughs> <laughs>